is Christine Conti, and you are listening to best-selling author of Split Second Courage. What if your fears were the key to your dreams? That's right, everyone. Available on Amazon right now as an ebook or paperback. Grab your copy today and unleash your inner superhero. What is holding you back from living the life you truly deserve? It is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazy. And the microphone. We are where it's at. How's it going, Brian? It's going well, Christine. How's it going with you? Would you tell me that? Um, tell me. Let's just see. Um, I am on the crazy train, and I am the conductor. <laughs> so there's that. But I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh-huh. It's, you know, the, the chaos continues. You need to work your way up to the engine room of that crazy train, Christine. <laughs> <laughs> All right? don't, don't be the conductor anymore. Work your I, way on up to the engine room. You know what? Steer that crazy train. I'm trying. I'm you going know. off the rails. It is. Ba-na-na. Yeah. Well. I. I. Okay. So it is. It's this is. It's a Friday afternoon here in the Fit Crazy Studio, and you know we would be you know normally you know getting a little more mellow at the end of the day, but not with our guest today. I feel like I need to. Um, like do more, do more exercise. I've already exercised twice today, but because uh, I was working out with a client, I went for the run, and everything was good. But man, I am fired up, Lisa Charles. She's amazing, and I need to share this with you. We get into you know how we came across and met, but I'm reading this. Lisa is a federal prosecutor. Wait for this. Turned singer, actress, wellness expert. Certified health coach, consultant, and acclaimed speaker. Okay, first off, she's also a uh, New Jersey girl uh-huh. right now. And um, she wound up being a wellness research coordinator for Rutgers University Aging and Brain Health Alliance, which is really freaking cool. That's a big school in New Jersey. Um, and the author of the book, Yes, Commit, Do, Live, and... I had a chance to cross paths with her because she, when she wrote her book, we actually wrote books and had the same publicist. So we crossed paths in like a virtual meeting and I mean, the rest is history. I'm like, I need to talk to this woman. (laughs) Like she is a fireball and she is, you know, has had multiple career changes and she's amazing. I mean, re- like, like, just really amazing. And and when we talk about health and wellness and things like that, you know, what do we always hear? Eat well, you know, and move well, and exercise. And you got to do this exercise. And if you're not doing this, it's the, you know, you're wasting your time and all that stuff. Um, do you ever talk about uh, like laughter or connection or listening or you know, uh, having love and expressing love in order to get it back, like? These are very, very, very key ingredients to anything to do with wellness, right? If you are not happy and love yourself, you're not going to be successful in fill in the blank, fill right. in the blank. Your your workouts, your job, your relationships. The, I mean, this is the heart of everything. And it's crazy that our crazy podcast – 
you know, yeah, we're talking about being fit crazy. Yes. Brian and I really do enjoy exercise. Yes. We're, that's, we have problems. We really do enjoy, <laughs> you know, the, the not, I don't say it's pain, but like the discomfort sometimes that we put ourselves through. We seek it. Right. We're like, oh, this is, this is so bad. The, oh, having, it's so good. I'm having the best time. Yeah. Like, oh my, you know, it's been so cold. Like if my nose runs down my face again, I'm, it's beautiful. <laughs> like I was thinking about that today. I'm like, wow, I must, I hope someone takes my picture as I, as I hack on the side of the road while I'm running and my nose is running down my face. I'm <laughs> okay. like, get out the pictures, beauty coming. <laughs> Where's my cover? But with all that, you know, even though we, that, you know, that's how we roll, we have a lot of fun and it's, it's a fun, mental. it's a fun it's time. And you know, we're, we're not a glum <laughs> lot. We're happy people. There's not mm-hmm. like, you know, some, alpha dog personality here where it's very serious and uh you know and all and that you know it it goes a long way and and i think that that that's what you know lisa is really doing is that she's she's making every bit of this like enjoyable and and you know just loving the process process can be boring right but it can also be fun and exciting and and enjoyable and and you don't have to wait like she says in in you know in during the interview you don't have to wait for it. You can enjoy the whole you can enjoy the whole process of being healthy or creating better health. You know what I like about her? That she has kind of put her money where her mouth is and she's gone through, you know, kind of her own fitness and waking up journey herself. And you know, things haven't been always amazing, but she puts, you know, for her experience, her knowledge and then she puts some science behind it to explain to people why she's doing what she's doing. And I ask her, you know, she does some corporate wellness and whatnot. And I ask her, you know, instead of just saying, you know, oh, guys, have a better relationship with your coworkers, what is it that you do? Because sometimes you may hear people speak and they're just here, just do this and just do that. And it seems cliche. And you know what? Um, Lisa gives actual homework assignments and explains why and builds upon them and is building habits. And it's really fa- – I think it's fascinating to, I love it. to do it in that way. So I love it. You have to listen here. You're going to love it too. Get into this one, everybody. Lisa Charles, Two Fit Crazy in a Microphone podcast. Here we go. Amazing guest for you on the Two Fit Crazies in a Microphone podcast by the name of Lisa Charles. Lisa, how are you? I'm doing really well. I was about ready to get some sound effects. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. I'm doing really well. Sound the horn. (laughs) Oh my gosh. All right, everybody. So, in the, you know, Brian and I introduced you before. You know her accolades. You know, she's literally, you've, 
done a lot and we need to take a deep dive into your past and where you are now because I had the pleasure of meeting Lisa, actually hearing about Lisa when I started my book journey and I always, you know, kind of referred to myself as like the yes, you can girl and our like manager, company owner, publicist, I don't even know what to call her was like, Oh, Christine. Have you heard about Lisa? And I'm like, who? He's like, you know, Lisa. Like, yes. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. She's like, Lisa's book. Lisa Charles. She wrote, yes, commit, do, love. I'm like, well, there goes my title. Yes, you can. Shit. Anyway, it was really funny. Yes is open. But I think yes is a very open word for all of us to use. But I'm like, all right, this girl's got to be awesome. First of all, she was like located in New Jersey. Uh-huh. She's got this whole yes thing going, this positive mindset. She's freaking smart. This isn't her, this ain't her first rodeo, put it that way. And uh, I was so excited to finally cross paths with you on a on a meeting where your energy was like off the charts. You were like driving somewhere, like jumped in and was like, I love what I do. And I love my life. This is so great. And I was like, Oh my God, she's, I've got to talk to her. So we scheduled a time when you were, we were not on a meeting with all these other people and, um, and we could connect and figure out what kind of awesomeness you are bringing to this world. Holy jeez, Lisa. Well, I appreciate that, Chris. I, I will say, you know, it's really wonderful when spirits, I call it the yes spirit, when they when they collide, <laughs> and it's just like nonstop of how and how we see this world and how we see how we can really make an imprint and a difference. So to me, that is what juices me every single day. When I wake up, I say, boy, what? person can I have some kind of interaction with? Who can I help today? What is this yes journey going to look like today? And you start your day that way. Boy, it's amazing who comes in your orbit. I am going to read the quote from her book <laughs> that I love. And my girl, Maya Angelou, I mean, I was an English teacher forever. Like, girl, it's just, okay, yes. She's like amazing. Um, I met her, by the way. <gasps> Oh, I didn't know got, that. We got to talk about that. Right. That's right. Oh, I did not just, meet her, but I've taught many of her books for many years. And I love the fact that you start chapter one and it's, there's no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside you. Mm. Okay. Why mm. is that the first quote in your book? I really started my journey when I was able to face things that I never thought I was, that was holding me back. And I think we all have these things inside of us and either we conquer them, move past them, understand them, create a relationship with them, or we fall to them and they prevent us from being who we were really and truly intended to be. So for me, that was the seed, that was the beginning of me saying, wow, okay, like, who am I? And what am I in this life? Um, what are my limits that I'm putting on myself? Where can I go? What, you know? And all of those questions came as a floodgate from the initial question of what am I holding inside? 
And so that was the initial beginning because I think it's a place that everyone has their own story and it's your beginnings of just unleashing what that story is. No limits. Where, where were you at that point in your life when you asked yourself that question? So I was a federal prosecutor minding my own business. As I said, <laughs> I was just always um, looking for something. I, I was a little restless um, they'll say that I'm probably one of the few federal prosecutors that moved through so many different units. Usually you come in and you stay one place, but I would get in there and I would say, okay, but now what? So I had done, um, my goodness, rapes on federal territory, which is not normally a category, organized crime. I had done a, a bunch of different types of cases. And I was actually at an event and we were going around introducing ourselves. And I was saying these words, which were, what I did, but it didn't, it just for the first time didn't resonate with who I was. And I didn't know who I was. I, I just was words. I was, um, you know, uh, running a certain unit in the office. Um, you know, I, I knew a lot of things that I had done and I was certainly proud of those things, but I felt like this really deep questioning in myself is like, well, is this really who I am? Is this, is this it? And once I asked once I really legitimately asked myself, I couldn't turn. It just was, it was in my mind mm -hmm. and I was constantly uh, getting deeper into, wow, I have these other things about me. I have these other things that are, I've hidden about myself, but I also have these other cool things. I love to sing. I never sung in public. A little fun fact. <laughs> I hadn't sung in public, but I'd sung to my husband. He always said I had a nice voice. Mm -hmm. But I loved it. I loved acting. I was like, deck on it. Maybe I can just do that. That thought, once the pearl was in my brain, I couldn't get it out. And I just started um, dancing in these new things, these discoveries that were inside. And it was an amazing time of transformation for me because I was dancing in my fears doing it anyway, going in. I had a one woman show in the city, um, in New York city for some people that are not from this area. They're like what city? There's the only one city. city. There's yeah. only one. The city, uh, <laughs> in jazz row. I just started doing things while I was still at the U S attorney's office. And it would be funny because I had a lot of FBI agents, a lot of audience members from law enforcement that were my greatest fans. Um, until I made a transition to uh, do it full time. I, yes, the, the normal story from law to right. Well, listen. The reason I ask is because I had an inclination that you know that's about when it would happen, and yeah. and and I needed to hear it too because that's I had that you know I had the I made it job. I was in mortgage banking, and I would go to these meetings, and I would tell them that I was there to help other people, you know, achieve the American dream and like, you know, this horse shit that I couldn't even sit with myself anymore. And I was sitting with a bunch of people in rooms that I just couldn't, it, it, I couldn't handle it anymore. I, and, and like you said, the thoughts are in my head. The two, the toothpaste was out of the tube at that point, you know, there was no going back. Um, and you know, a, a lot of courage, uh, a suggestion from, you know, a therapist of all people that said to me, so just leave, <laughs> like, go do, yes. go do what you want to do. And I was like, really? You know? And, and, and she says, I don't really suggest that to everybody, but 
like you, yeah, go do it. Uh, and and you know, here we are talking life and yes and all those things. And, and that's what it was. I started saying yes. Yes, I love that. It's liberating, right? Yeah. It's like a freeing thing. It actually was an FBI agent that told me I was doing it on the side. And he said, well, when are you going to do what you love full time? Why, why are you just doing it on the side? And I didn't have an answer, except for that everyone thought I was absolutely crazy. And I know, Chris, you can relate to that. What are you doing? My mm-hmm. dad had all, he was just, he had my whole life mapped out and the, and leaving my job was not part of the map. Um, but I felt good about it. I, I never, you know, people ask me, did you ever turn around and look back? I said, not, no. <laughs> there was too many really wonderful things in front of me. I don't have time to look that. I still look that way. That's to me, that's life to me. That's the glorious aspect of it. And you put it out there though. Like you put out the positive energy that it's undeniable. You are going to attract positivity and you're going to attract opportunity. And the people that are trying to like, you know, the, the naysayers and the negative Nancy's, they're not even anywhere on your planet anymore. It's not even like they're near the ballpark or in the ballpark. They're, they're not even on the planet. I like to say, you know, with social media, you know, people talk about social media and how there's negative this and that. And I go, you know what? People have already, if they can't handle all this positivity, (laughs) they've already unfriended me because I'm not changing. And if you are going to be, you know, blah, blah, delete, it's called unfriend. I use it too. It's very empowering. Like, oh, okay. That's, you're going to just complain about things and, and, and tear other people down that, you know, you're not living on my planet. You're not living in my island of misfit toys. That's where I, I love it. First of all, I love that. <laughs> not living here. <laughs> you're out of here. Well, you know what? And I think it's also, uh, cause I, I talk about now, obviously I'm in the, in the wellness field and, um, you know, I, I was given a talk the other day about, um, they, they had me on and they were like, okay, so what are your keys of wellness, you know, like give us a physical, like what's some exercises and this and that. I said, well, you know what? I want to give you some exercises and probably not the exercises you're thinking about. I've been exercising love, freedom, power, and resilience. So let me tell you what you need to do. So love, I need you to go out and love on other people, love on yourself and other people. This is how it's going to look. So we were breaking it down, but it's like those things that you can do that help you to get into the positive zone, right? And you help you to get in the yes, you have to flex them like a muscle. You can't just have a good, happy spirit, but you don't use it. So I love like helping people to see like, you know, how, how can you do it on a daily basis? And for people that it's not natural to, you, you know, you're alluding to the person that sees the naysayer, that sees the negative and everything. The only way that they, if they want to transfer it, they got to work in a different field. They got to change the mindset, but not from the way they think. It's not just saying the words, it's doing the deeds. It's going out there, being something positive daily, all the time. (laughs) (laughs) And have fun, like trying it out. I just want to tell a fun thing. I was in Costco today and I have this thing where I say, okay, I'm going to go in the store. I want to make five really fun connections with random people. I'm going to see if I can make three people laugh. I'm going to see, I'm going to make, I'm going to say things out that are totally outrageous and throw people <laughs> off and see. And I have, I get such a kick 
out of taking someone that looks like they are about ready just to explode and make them laugh or make them see something a little differently. It is great for them. It is great for me. It is the flex of my muscle. It is exposing them to something that maybe, maybe they'll give to somebody else. You know, so it's wellness reimagined. That's the that's the area I love dancing in. Wellness reimagined. Here's here's, here's my example already. Um, Lisa, please use this if you haven't yet. You may have at the grocery store all the time. Someone will ask me, you know, are you looking for something? And I'll turn around straight face and say, actually, I'm I'm looking for love, but in all the wrong places. <laughs> <laughs> like at, I'm, I'm at least at least twice a month. You know, yes, actually, I'm, I'm looking for love in all the wrong places. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do it. I I just, <laughs> get to laugh every time. They're like. <laughs> I'll just say something like, uh, I think I was in front of a, I was behind someone. I had like a, a, oh my God, my car was full of so much stuff. And this woman was in front of me, had like three things. And I saw she was absolutely like, this line wasn't moving. So I said to her, I said, you know, listen, I need to get in front of you. (laughs) (laughs) I said, I really, my things are going to go really fast. And And then for her to realize, like, oh, my God, this is it. I said, you know, she said, thank you. She just gave me a big laugh. She said, I'm looking, I'm thinking to herself, like, how could she think her hundreds of items are more than my three? That's great. <laughs> really fast. I love it. I'm going to use the, all the wrong places. That mm-hmm. is definitely, but I will give you a, a nod. This is a Christie. <laughs> think about though how many people are walking through the you know the supermarkets and the costcos and, and everything right now you know with, with with masks on hoods up headphones on not wanting to be you know interact with anybody and just getting in and get you know and it's like we're, we're all in this you know we're all kind of doing this like you know if i could watch a tv show or, or go to the supermarket and it makes me laugh like that's success you know yes. and uh it's it's good that you're uh that you're out there uh you know lighting people up like that i'm low my goodness well you know what i realized is when i when i did flip into wellness and fitness and i was you know training people and i was like okay what's the difference between the people that are like i get it i got it do to do and i'll do it and i'm and it's lifelong and i've made a change and the people that don't and there was so much about how they really take in life and how they take in thoughts and how they, and they're, and therefore, how do they see themselves and all of that? And so if you don't, if I didn't, you know, touch on those things, there was no chance of any lifelong change because they have so categorized everything. So to me, it's, it's one thing to say, Hey, Hey, you know what, you know, be positive, you know, like say yes, you know, and if you don't see anything that way, that's just words. Um, and that's one of those things of, oh, she's just a very happy person. You know, like she's different. Whereas they don't see the possibility of, okay, here's some set things you can do and you can live more the life you wanted to live that you should be living. If you'll, you know, kind of go into this whole other area of inside out living, not but- just the, you know, the pretty muscles. It's also what's in the inside. You bets to get that straight. <laughs> I mean, there's no doubt about it. There's some nurture, right? It's not nature. It's not all nature, right? It, it may, you know, some people, people react differently to, you know, to things that have happened to them in their lives, but you can nurture this stuff. You're not stuck. 
you don't have to stay there. I mean, I've dealt with people. I'm, I'm sure you guys are both the same. Like I've had people that have had some really horrendous things happen in their lives. And, you know, to the point of, you know, maybe all of their childhood being robbed in a lot of ways. And yet they can get on the other side. Uh, so it's never that you're, I don't care what it is. You're never buried in one thing. Um, I was so moved in your book, Christy, actually, and some of the the people that are in your life that, you know, you can have physical, you know, from anyone else looking can be physically restrained and, oh my gosh, how could they, you can't be happy and, you know, you can't be able to move, you can't walk, you can't, but that you're looking only on the outer shell. You don't know the possibilities of life and gloriousness and true wellness and fitness and all these wonderful gifts until you start to really understand that from, from the inside. So I find I'm always looking at people trying to, if I can give them a little pearl of something that gets them to look in inwardly and start to nurture some of those great things that when you get the two working together, the in and the out, boy, what? <laughs> then sky's the limit. Truly, yeah. sky's the limit. You know, you you just really marry those two in a beautiful way. Was that, I mean, was there something that like a flip that switched or that, no, switch, switch a, that a flip that switch, switch that flipped. This is where I'm at today. It's Friday. The switch that flipped. <laughs> I like the first one. Yeah, right? the f- Any, uh, I'm glad I wasn't talking about trucks. Yeah. That just would have been not good. <laughs> Any flippity switch? Yeah, it's a truck. Yes, uh, but, yes, was there? Funny. You know, like were you always that in you know living in this yes world, or was yeah. it something that you worked on? Because I think of, you know, when people come to me and, you know, how are you so positive? I'm like, first of all, I'm not positive every second of every day, but it's something you work on just like relationships. You have to work on relationships. You don't just, you know, marry someone and think, oh, it's going to be peaches and cream. No, it's freaking hard work. And I'm a piece of work. You can think that piece of work. (laughs) Like it's, it is work though in a, not in a negative way, but it's something you want to put your energy towards. And when I tell people for me that I actually have to put energy towards keeping my light, keeping, you know, my, my candle lit because there's, you know, there's so many people that will try and blow it out on a daily basis. And I feel like I, there's certain steps that I take to make sure that, you know, my candle doesn't melt. Completely. <laughs> um, so is, I like you. I like your analogies. They're hilarious. To um, me, but um, yeah, I just and I visually see everything you say. Lights switching themselves on right. and off, and mm-hmm. wick coming down. Right. I'm going to say I love what you said because um, you know I'm a humanoid, and you know stuff happens. Um, there's not always a one happy state. Um, I'm going to say a big turning point for me for fitness and for like even saying like, okay, how about you have to take care of you even working on doing some things inwardly and out there singing and doing things that you love. But, um, you know, I, I, I had a vision of my life. I love theater and I had, uh, uh, something happen with my voice and I lost my singing voice in the midst of 
what was the beginning of like a blown up singing career, you know? And I was uh, about 80 pounds heavier and I, I was eating all sorts of things. I would have these horrible stomach aches and I never knew why. <laughs> Somehow I didn't take the time to figure it out uh, until I was in the hospital. So my aha moment was like, oh my God, how did I get here? Now I can't sing and I'm overweight and I'm, I, I don't, I'm, I'm lost. Uh, I was lost. Um, I lost. Okay. Now what is the direction? And I said to myself, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pick something. I'm just going to heal myself. I got to understand food. I, I, I got to understand movement. I, I got to understand how do you, how do you get to a weight without going on a quote unquote diet without paying different companies, a lot of money over the years. So they got very rich and I got a little poor. Um, And it was the best, most challenging in some ways, but challenging a good way um, time. Cause the only thing I said was, I'm not going to go on a diet. That's the only promise I made myself. I said, I'm not going to go on a diet. I'm going to figure it out. And it was glorious because I was like, oh my goodness, I've been struggling and I don't have to struggle to lose weight. Oh, that was a light bulb. Um, I love fitness. Oh, that was another light bulb. Not just because do this and you'll change your body this way. I loved it because I loved how it made me feel because I love different aspects. I loved exploring that whole field. I got so juiced into it that I said, boy, this is my new career. I, the career chose me. I didn't have to plan it 17 years in advance. It just chose me. And I will say, I remember I was doing, I had started off, I was doing Zumba, 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 Zumba crazy um, during the lost weight. And I was um, in the, a huge class. It was like a hundred people in there. And the instructor pointed to me and said, come on the class, come on the stage and teach. I've never taught before. I'm like, you know how you turn around, like, not me, like somebody behind me. She's like, no, you. As soon as my foot hit the stage, I was like, oh, yes, uh, I know this. This is, I love it. I just went nuts about teaching, getting my certifications in a series of things, then loving training and all of this. I just, I couldn't get enough. It's like, you just, now that was gluttonous eating. I was eating everything wellness and fitness that you could throw at me. I loved every aspect of it because I could see the gloriousness of what it meant to love something, not to do it because you thought you have to do it. You do it because you love to do it. That's a completely different part of the brain that just brought joy. And I felt like I had a different approach that I could really help other people that I understood if they were in the, I have to do, I can move them from have to, to love to. And that was probably the instance where it just really, both sides of it clicked for me, how to do a passion, but how to take care of yourself in the ways that you should and, and freaking enjoy the process. Like I, enjoyed the process of losing weight all the way through. 
And that was the first time I ever did that. I never, I didn't deny any parts of that. I didn't say, oh, I'll wait till I lose all the weight. Then I'll see a friend, you know, like, no, I can see my friends all the way through. I can buy clothes. I can go out. I can, you know, enjoy transition. It's just something you do. It's something that's great. Um, And it was really the impetus to everything that is my business now it's like that's the yes I I just didn't know it was called yes but (laughs) that was my yes that was my yes and just living it all all of those things that you tapped into there I mean that's a huge struggle for so many you know that they don't enjoy it and it's you know it's it's a struggle what what do you what do you think it is What what do you think it is that you you know allowed you to have that i mean besides your outlook on it or maybe that's it um you know what what is it i think at the same time really taking time um there's a super cool workshop i do i'm getting ready to do it with a organization that deals with homeless families and you know simply taking the time to say who am i it's it's a it's a it's a question you ask yourself several times, right? Because you find your mind, you find other things about that's enriching, and in that process, um, I started doing. I'm going to say four things that were really important for me, which was one, to acknowledge painful things that were getting in my way. For me, I can't see a Mack truck without now getting a little smile on my face, but before I realized that's what all the kids used to call me when I was growing up and I never knew it was a truck. So I would, I would be like, yay, you know, Mac truck. Woohoo. Uh, they would call me Mac. I didn't realize it until I saw a truck. So it was a really, you know, those painful events that kind of were getting in my way, getting in my way of choice. And then a big one for me was just kind of ownership of my choices like that I have choices, that if I choose to eat this or not do that or go here or not go there, I don't have to blame it on others. As soon as I really, that's very empowering. It may sound kind of harsh. And when I'm talking to clients about it, you know, it's like, okay, you chose to eat that. Like there's not a gremlin that put things in your mouth or told you not to move. But as I started going through the process, I just got stronger in understanding how I worked, the things that could get in my way, strategies of dealing with them. And then you said something earlier, Chrissy, which I love. It's, it's, it's a way of working every day, right? On the things that are really wonderful. But because it's in the zone of love and joy and peace, it's not a drudgery work. It's not work like with chains around my neck and I'm dragging, you know, like everybody's just screwed, you know, dragging, dragging chains. It's work that is taking me to this other really even more positive level. So when I'm feeling a kind of a way, you know, I have to, like anybody else, have to flex those muscles of love and resilience. And, you know, we laughed about doing laughter stuff. I do that. That's that's work for me. Like that's some of that positive work of me getting out there and saying, okay, I'm not just going to rely on, Oh, I have a positive spirit. Well, that's no good. If no one knows about it, <laughs> you know, if you are, Oh, I'm a good, generous person, but you never give anything. Well, it's not, you know, it's only as good as what you give out. So that's constant 
positive work that has to be done. Um, in my dream thing that fires me is how many people can I get to get this way of thinking? Because once they have it, they have it. Like, yeah, you know, bad day happens to anybody, but once you have it, you know it, you can tap back into it, even when something might happen in your life that, you know, challenges you. We all have that. Um, but now you have, the, you have the antidote. You, uh, you just said something, and I remember that, you know, looking when I was reading your book, what you talked about when you said, I just wrote this down, taking ownership of your choices. And I think, you know, there's, there's something for everyone out there, the way that people explain things or meet people and some connect more with others. And the way that you explain taking ownership and how that's empowering, the way I explain it is, your, is the cost, analyzing cost. What's the cost of your decision? What's the cost of your hesitation? What's the cost of acting? What are you giving up? What are you quitting? What, what is that? And I think that's a, you know, you're talking about dancing and fear. I think we, you know, we're, what's going to happen? And we're so fearful of, you know, taking that, I mean, not even a plunge, taking the step. Like people don't want to take the step um, that it, it paralyzes their life. And that's what's really fascinating. And I, I want to ask you, you know, you go from prosecutor, right? Have this kind of epiphany of, yes, I am going to do fill in the blank. Now tell our listeners what, I mean, I know, you know, you wrote a book and what are you doing now? Talk about your business. What are you doing? So I have um, a really wonderful opportunities that um, have come my way to do a lot of presentations, speaking engagements, workshops. Um, I have a product line that I'm working on. I love putting out what is coming along because it, it will be here very shortly. But everything is under the umbrella of this age-defying life. And I like teaching people how what I call to age, aging with grace and excellence. And so to really kind of get them to a point where they can release stress and renew energy and restore their sleep and gain the mental clarity so that they can live their dreams. And this comes in the form of a series that I've put together of workshops and um, I do a lot in the business world. So I have, I just found this love of working in hospitals and organizations such as this, but people that are super stressed um, <clears throat> and they often don't really take care of themselves as much as they take care of others. So there's a few different industries that that's fallen in. And I find I fall into those industries very nicely. So I love um, the creativity of being able, how can I reach as many employees in said organization as possible in a lunch and learn? And then how can I motivate them to create ongoing relationships? So I'm always um, advancing in the corporate world on corporate wellness and employee wellness. Um, I love dancing in the field where, uh, as a matter of fact, I have a, a really wonderful presentation with three hospitals coming up and they're all going to be on the one call. Maybe they'll listen to this. Um, and what I'm saying to them is that my business can dance in a way 
where you have a big wellness corporation that comes in. But what I do is I help the employees really to experience it on a, on a, on a more intimate level. And I know how to create the relationships among employees that's going to help to advance their overall wellness journey. So I spend a lot of time in that field. That's my business side. Um, and then I've had the opportunity to do quite a lot on the speaking circuit. So I love it. I love anything that can challenge people to think a little differently about things and to maybe, just maybe, take something and not just as great information and thank you, but what can I do today from what I heard to make a difference not only in my life, but in someone else's. So I call it like spreading like wildfire. That's what I'm about. Fitness wildfires, I start all over the place, enough of them to create sort of a wellness revolution that changes the way the world sees fitness 100% and she's dropping the mic here like I'm, I'm like wait but I have more but I have more questions wait I'm, I'm smiling wait. like a guy in Costco see you later <laughs> wait, wait wait but 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 no I actually have a, a but because I would love you know for you to share with our listeners maybe a just a little nugget of information one what's one of the things I wrote down you talked about when you speak to businesses, how to improve relationships between, I think you said employees. Now that's all fine and great. I could say, Oh, you know, say, be, make sure you smile when you come into work to your person next to you and send them a nice note. And there's so many, you know, cliche things out there and everyone's an expert, Lisa, we know this, everyone's an expert, everyone knows what works. And if you just do this, things will happen. What is, what's something that it might be really easy that we're overlooking that you might talk about. Yeah. So um, I'm going to give you two really quick examples. So I actually had a chance to speak, talk about a circle. I spoke to the U S attorney's office and the customs department <laughs> and the FBI on wellness. I love my life. <laughs> They're like former assistant U.S. attorney back as a wellness expert. I love the circle, circle of life. Wow. So um, was giving them a challenge. And so the challenge was the generosity challenge. It's a 20-day challenge and I will be back to see what has been done. So this is the to flexing the generosity thing. So what I love to do, because I love science and I love things. So I don't want to just come in and say, you know, it's a woo-woo, you know, be love, love everybody. I love ever to say, here's a science report that talks about exactly what generosity does in your blood, into your, um, your circulatory system. You can actually have an, a direct impact on your health. So I'm not, I'm not just telling you to do something because I'm coming in on the health side. Now I'm going to tell you there's some other benefits that happen from it. So there's other social benefits that will happen from it. There's other emotional benefits that will happen from it. And then there's instantaneous things that will happen just from the endorphins that will be released. So I'm going to set the table to tell you this is a wellness challenge. Now I'm going to give you the challenge. The challenge is going to be super cool. And for this particular one, because so many people said, I care about what's happening in the community. And a lot of people were talking about um, the state of black health. This is why, you know, it's at uh, Black History Month. So I set a challenge for them to go out and I gave them, you know, a set of five or different, different potentials. 
to do a generous act every day for 21 days. It's a flexing your muscles, a 21 day challenge. I'm going to come back at day 22. I want to see who's done what. The people that have done all 21 days, I guarantee you a gift. I'm going to give you something that's going to cement that you did something really amazing and great. Um, <clears throat> for those that are striving more, you know, I'm not going to criticize, but I'm going to say whatever days you did, now you have to add more days. So your days, I'm going to, I'm going to have something for everyone, but I love the idea of setting a seed that is not a hard seed. This is not very super difficult. So that was one. And I did one that worked out really well at one of the hospitals I did was the laughter challenge. So I, gave, I set the scene about what laughter can do for you, which is amazing. And I played some laughter things. I gave them the science behind it. And then we said the laugh, this is it. So I'm going to give you some things that are make you laugh. Cause if you don't have anything, I want to make sure I give you something. Cause some people are like, what do I do? Well, you know, so I want to give you some things that I think are funny, but you need to find things that you think are funny. And so one of it was just something so simple. This was only a 10 day challenge. This was a 10 day, simple, simple challenge. And it was amazing to me to see the energy that people put into something. And when they have like, you know, I was laughing for six of the days, the seventh day, I had a really bad day and it was really hard. But I was thinking like, wow, maybe I could just turn on something in the end. And just that whole shift of working in this other way that's going to involve other people, that's going to take you out, that's going to put you in this other zone. I can take that energy and now add this other challenge, the 10, the 10 minute challenge. Okay. So here's a 10 minute fit challenge. This is what I'm going to have you do. Now you're right for that because you've been in the challenge mode is like, Oh, 10 minutes. That's nothing. All right. But 10 minutes for 10 days. I mean, I don't, I don't care what happened in the day. You have 10 minutes. It's a quarter of midnight. You still have 10 minutes, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like taking small nuggets and starting to show them. And then I, I create pods. Got share it with five people at work. See if you guys can keep each other honest. Who are your five people? Put it in the chat. People send me privately, you know, so cool. I know who it is. Mm -hmm. I'll see you guys at the, I'll see you on the flip side, you know? So, and it's, fun. It's funny. I, I just need to make it fun and funny. As soon as I got you laughing about something like fitness, as opposed to get down and give me 20, you know, as soon as I, if I can make it in this other lighted thing, I see so much more come back. First of all, everyone comes back the next time. They want to report what they did. You know, it's like, it's so serious too. I did the general, I finished, you know, like that's awesome. And the other thing is, is that now they've shared it with others. And so since one of the things that's come out of the pandemic is that people are surely isolated. They don't know how to communicate. They don't want to talk. Instead of me saying, you know what, look at your neighbor and give them a smile and shake their hand. You know, as soon as you start doing things like that, people sort of, you know, either they shut off or, you know, we know that. But as soon as you can add it into some kind of fun and challenging thing, I have seen personally the dividends and just by virtue of how many times I go back to organizations, I know they see it because they see like, this is not the typical wellness program here, you know, here I give you this handout, do these six things. And it goes in the circular file, you know, <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> or they just tune out. Now they're engaged and I'm creating relationships. 
without saying I'm creating relationships. And that's what separates that's the a good formula. from the great. That's what it is. And you go back to, instead of just saying, you know, you need to do this to explaining. And I think that's, that's the difference. I mean, that's, that's what I've seen anyway in, you know, studying really good speakers or studying just people that come in and present great information. What sticks? You've developed a relationship. There's a rapport. There's your trust. But that's not good enough. It's now tell us why. Now give us not just a personal example, not just a, you know, something happened to someone else and their story, but what's the science behind it? And I think sometimes we don't give other people enough credit that we gloss over some of the things that really make the most difference, which again, everything, honestly, I, I'm, I'm going to just say this, that everything in the last, I don't know, everything in the last couple of years that I've worked on with when I first started presenting and fitness and whatever was always physical and strength and your anatomy. And, and now it's hysterical. I was teaching a workshop over the, over last weekend and I, I literally sat back and I'm a couple hours in and I'm like, wow, this has been all about communication. Like we have spent, you know, hours on communication and building relationships and how to address certain people. And, and I'm like, whoa, you know, this, you know, you can go ahead, read a textbook. Go ahead. You can answer multiple choice questions. You can give me, you can recite what muscles and do what and whatever, but not everyone has that extra understanding. And, you know, that is what, you know, that's what you're doing with your book. And that's what you're preaching to these companies. And I don't care if you're talking, you know, in the fitness industry, corporate, you know, universities, whatever, there is a universal communication breakdown that is causing the rift in, in, you know, society, in people, in, you know, with technology. I don't know if it's any, how much worse it is now than it was before, but there's definitely something that's not there. And I think that communication piece, boy, that is one of the, actually, um, it's something I really wanted to do a whole kind of fun workshop on, like super fun, creative ways, but people don't know how to speak to one another and they don't know how to be honest about what they speak to one another and they don't know how to listen. I mean, listen, like, you know, I was um, a part of a leadership group and it was really interesting. Um, There's a woman that was speaking and she was talking about a group that she, you know, she's a a manager and she was talking about this group and she's like, well, you know, uh, you know, they were saying all the right words, the, the multiple choice words, you know, you need to be open, you need to communicate, you need to tell people that it's a safe environment to say whatever they want. And then she said, she proceeded to talk about a certain issue that she, that's a, that she obviously has an emotional connection to. And she said, anyone that believes this is like a Nazi. (laughs) Oh, oh. And I said, (laughs) I said, well, if you think someone's Hitler, (laughs) you probably can't have a conversation with them. I'm going to say, 
things that probably <laughs> shut down. And it was interesting because she didn't see it initially. And I was saying like, well, as soon as you say that, you've put an emotional, like it's not even a, a door. You like, it's a, like a cement covering over <laughs> that's over several coats of cement and you can't hear what anyone says. I don't care what you say. Right. You can't hear them anymore. You're done. And so communication is ended. And unfortunately, <laughs> a lot of people are in that realm. And the trouble is they don't even know they're there. So it's like layers of how do you, um, I get back to my challenges. I always say, can you have the two ears open and you and, and set it on something very simple? Is it to, to have a conversation and you're not allowed to say anything back? You have to just hear, and you can't say not one word until you're able to parrot back what the person said to you. And if they say, no, that's not what I said, then you have to listen again and you have to wait until your brain settles. And then you can say it back, not in any accusatory, really literally. So you're saying this and almost in the words that they say it, then you have to take a beat of five seconds and then you can respond and see if it's different. It's interesting. It's a challenging. It's, you know, I said, start with your most difficult thing, your spouse. <laughs> start home <laughs> with your children and your spouse and see how well you do. And then when you see all the breakdowns know that that's potential breakdowns you're having out elsewhere. See if you can see if you can perfect that at home. There's the, <laughs> there was a really awesome. Um, oh my gosh. There was a really awesome Saturday night live episode on last week that it was, you know, couples sitting at a table and, you know, some of them knew each other, some of them didn't. And, you know, there's, it's, it's so touchy of, of what we can talk about and, <laughs> and what you can say and, and knowing, you know, and it was funny because each, you know, each time someone went to open their mouth, they would say something like, you know, vaccines. And everyone would be like, ah, <laughs> and, was, and the next person would say something like, you know, I voted for, you, you know, and it was like, it went around the room of, you know, and it was so awkward and it was so, everyone was so, you know, taken aback that, you know, I love the fact that you said that, that depending on your words and your communication depends on whether people hear you sometimes. That's right. Oh, my gosh. And we can at least start there. But <laughs> like, did you actually hear what the person said before you? <laughs> you know, and again, you, you know, you say you, we need to be truthful and we need to be, you know, honest with ourselves and honest with other people. And it's such a fine line sometimes, Lisa, because you you want to help people, but you also don't want to come across as not accepting and not open. And you want people to share their feelings and the why, like you said, you know, with the with the Hitler. I mean, right now you might as well you <laughs> yeah, might as well you might as well talk about politics and the vaccine at this point. It's like the same, you know, like oh my gosh, um, holy jeez. I will say this: I had a. I was I, I was running a group for Rutgers University. It was a seniors in a wellness thing, a wellness group. And I would work with dietitians um, 
all the time. And, you know, I had dietitians come in and do a certain piece. Well, there was a new, there's a new wave of dietitians. <laughs> I'm, it's not funny. But anyway, I called this woman. I was like, oh, you know, I always have a dietitian in. You want to see? She said, well, I don't know. Let me tell you how I see dietitian work. And then you tell me if you want me to have to come in. I said, well, <laughs> what changed? She said, well, I don't, her whole thing was she would never tell people they're overweight or anything like that. She will never tell them. She doesn't believe in like metrics, you know, right. I, I can understand. You can have things about the scale, but how about a tape measure? I mean, like, like I said, so I said, so someone comes in and you see that they could be like, I don't know, at risk for a series of things. So well, my whole thing is I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. I said, well, but is there not a way to communicate without hurting their feelings? Like I didn't say name call, but I think sometimes people, and it was just to me a microcosm of what I see, like people want to be protective, not to hurt anyone of any way of anything. So then you don't say anything because something will hurt somebody in some way, your every opinion might affect someone in some way. So therefore you just kind of chill any kind of conversation, but, I cannot, I said, no, I cannot allow you to come in. <laughs> I didn't tell people that, that it doesn't matter anything, whatever. I'm trying to help them to transition in a healthy way and definitely never say negative things about yourself. I have a lot of fun rules about that. But then again, I don't want you to cement that, you know, I don't want to tell them not to eat anything or I don't want to say this or that. I said, well, okay there's got to be a balance. <laughs> like, what is your balance? <laughs> like, I don't understand your balance. And, you know, uh, unfortunately, you know, she was heading into, honestly, the African-American community that has a lot of high blood pressure, stroke, diabetes, issues with, um, you know, loss of limbs from diabetes. And, uh, and that was not a message that was going to be helpful. I was trying to say in a very helpful way. <laughs> like I said, I just can't have you as my guest. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, I just think sometimes we get, we get, and I understand there's ways of communicating that can be harsh and that can maybe set people back. And I certainly was a victim of some of that, a victim, I don't like to say the word, but I certainly was the recipient of some of that. I, I remember when at my heaviest time when I wanted to do a certain class and the woman bounced out and said, well, I don't know if you will be able to do it because it's very, very difficult. And hmm. something, I remember how that made me feel. Um, and then I did her class and I pushed myself way, way hard. <laughs> and it was really difficult. But I, you know, I'm just, I will never let her know that. Um, I mean, <laughs> after she got up off the floor after you hit her <laughs> and taught the class... I mean, come on, I'm allowed in. Uh, there's ways to speak, but I also think there's truth. And I there think you that go. anything that moves people away from understanding truth, I, will, I, I think understanding my truth was important. I wouldn't want anyone to say, you know what, Lisa, it's okay. Don't worry about it. So what, you're at risk of this and that. You know, I don't want a doctor to tell me that. I don't want anyone, but, you know, there is a, a way of speaking that is respectful, but honest. I, and, and we can't I, lose. <laughs> can't. 
I think you said it before. How would you do? How would you treat it if it was your family, your kids? You know, like would you have that conversation? Would you take that dietitian's approach if it was your own children? I wouldn't. <laughs> you know, hey, listen up. We got some things to fix here. You know, the things. Um, and and you know, again, the tact that you would take with with uh, loved ones <laughs> isn't always uh, isn't always what you would with the public. But but again, you know, if you can't talk about these things. You're right back in the SNL skit, you know, where you can't say anything to anybody because everything's offensive and it's, you know, that that's a, it's a big problem. We, you know, we do have we do have a, a difficult task or a difficult job to figure people out um and and work with them. And that's not always easy. But eliminating, you know, half the playbook right off the bat is probably not the best way. That's probably not the approach. <laughs> Just that's not gonna make it any easier. Maybe it makes it easy for you. Like everything's on the table. At least I didn't, yeah. <laughs> I didn't help anybody, but at least I didn't insult anybody or hurt anyone's feelings. No one got no one got any better, but no one was no one's feelings were hurt. Oh my gosh. Lisa, do us a favor and please tell all of our listeners and everyone out there where they can find you, whether it be for, you know, advice or a workshop or online or speaking events, your book, go. Yes. So first and foremost, I need you to come to my website. So it is yescoachlisa.com and sign up for my email list. I send out really super cool things and let you know all the events that I'm doing. Um, my book, Yes, Commit, Do, Live. Yes, Commit, Do, Live is on Amazon. It's on Barnes and Noble. It's on any on, on the online platforms. And I invite you to take that journey. I always say that anyone that has purchased my book and taken the journey are in the midst of it and wants to reach out to me, please do so because I like to make you a victor in your own life's journey. So if I can have just a small role in that, I'm humbled and happy to help in that regard. Amazing. You're a hero. I love this. She great. I mean... I mean, we're, we're upset that the loss of the uh, federal prosecutors took uh, with you not being around anymore. But uh, I think the world's probably better for it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. This was just amazing. You know, I, I can't say I enjoyed any podcast any more than this. This is you guys make an incredible team and you're doing really wonderful work to educate people, to open their minds in a different way. And I appreciate both of you. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, thank you, you Lisa. And uh, with that said, it is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Peace. <laughs>